Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is episode two, and I am Chris Jordan. With me is Paul Christoph. Hello. And with me is Jeffrey T. G'day. And this week we are going to talk about, well, we're sticking with our fresh season, which, uh, well, we managed to get away with it last week. We figured it's probably worth keeping going as well. And I thought we'd just start with a bit of, like, what the heck's been going on? Um... So the one thing, you know, during the break, uh, I was at Bendigo on the Hop, which uh, is still easily, um, outside of Gab's, it's easily my favourite beer festival. And it was one of those great sort of days where that you, you know, you turn up there, it wasn't, it wasn't raining for once, although I think it did rain at one point, but I drank enough that it didn't matter. Um, uh, the sun was out for a lot of it. Um, there's always such a real buzz around that city. And you end up. Um, I'm composing a response to this in my head. This will remind me to tell oh. you when I'm when I'm done. Oh, continue. Have you, have you ever been to Bendigo? No, no, no. I was I was going to say. You know, have you seen? Um, well, you have seen. You know the um, the episode where Bart's not allowed to see the Radioactive Man film. Yes. And he reads the book. And yes. There's no one who. And then um, <laughs> Nelson also. There's no one who's seen the Radioactive Man movie would say that. It's like, yeah. Well, you obviously haven't been mm-hmm. to. Um, you know, than the Killer Beer Fest anywhere, because uh, otherwise it would not be your second best, you know, second um, beer festival after after Gabs. So, okay, so. yeah, that, yeah, it's just got awkward now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, uh, I, I'm just learning about the injury reserve spot on my fantasy football team. <laughs> oh, okay. we're trying to do a podcast here, <laughs> but continue. <laughs> so, anyway, so I went to uh, Benigo Beer Fest, and Benigo and Hop is, you know, you end up getting these this really good combination of. You know, you've got a few indie brewers. Uh, you've got um, a load of different venues that sort of uh, you'd probably it, it's like the best tour of um, Bendigo you can ever get. And I took a few friends who had never been there before, and that they were like, um, "This is this is awesome. This is like um, you know the the best thing we could have asked for for actually seeing the city." Mm-hmm. And so uh, we ended up doing that, but. Um, uh, there was a really the um like a big highlight for me was that the um, old wives had brought out their mulberry beer, um and that was that was quite cool and it was really it was really interesting because there was a there was a venue there where it was kind of a pretty trendy looking venue for um, Bendigo and uh, but they but old wives were the only ones there and they had the entire they had like had all of the they, the entire place to themselves. And there were, you just looked around, there were loads of people drinking this insanely purple beer. And it was like, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. That's like that's like craft taking over. Uh, I mean, yeah. obvi- and obviously Shannon had his giant beard, which made it made it complete. And then but the like the big thing was we and I think um, Paul when we went to it uh, last year, was it last year? Yeah. yeah. Um uh, we always tried to get that fried chicken from um, Freight. Oh yes, that's we, always closed. Yeah, well, we finally went there because I talked everyone into going there for lunch. Ah, it was stuff. awesome. I mean, it's not like um, uh, it's it's not like you know fried chicken from the states or anything, but it's pretty damn good. It's that fried chicken that you'd uh, walk through a storm for. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was that was worth it, man. It was worth it. It was amazing. But it was it was like. 
totally I it, I had it and it was it was just like the perfect sort of way for the day and then like kaiju had a really um, nice beer on and the whole place even to the point where like freight the fried chicken place has really impressive um like craft beer fridge and so that you know while we were waiting and there was like a really long like a you know half an hour wait for um food you just we just went through the fridge and um had whatever we could find it was a pretty impressive day and i you can understand why there's um only two thousand tickets um and why they sell out really quickly very cool obviously probably not the same as mikel at beer fest no no they sell out absurdly fast mm. yeah Right. But so, I'll, get, I'll get there, I'll get there. You will. Right. One day. You better. Yeah, I, I'm working on it. Right. Well, it's on this okay. weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, we know people going, don't yeah. we? We know many people um, going. But by the time you hear it, hear this, it might have already happened. I don't know. So, oh, it definitely would have already happened by the time people hear this. So what, are the, what have other people been up to? Um, so I went to the new... Well, I've done lots of things, actually. Um, surprisingly, given that I only got back from Africa two weeks ago. Um, so I went to the new Moondog space, which is definitely the most exciting thing on my list of things that I've done. Um, so on Saturday, this would have been Saturday the 15th, 14th. Um, little thing went up on Facebook saying that Moondog were doing a sneak preview for some event at their new Preston Brewery, Moondog World. So a few of us went up there and it's looking pretty much good to go. I mean, I'm due to open in a couple of weeks. Again, by the time people hear this, it may have either opened last weekend or be opening this weekend. Um, yeah, it's cool. The little uh, lagoon, not pool, is open with the fountain, 72 tap beers on tap, so tap I believe. There's, you know, are, they, are they? Is it all different? To, no, yeah. no, not all, not all unique. I think they're about... Uh, I'm just rem- just thinking of looking at the the uh, list. I think maybe there were twenty beers. Mm. So yeah, maybe there were twenty four beers tripled up, possibly. Um, but you see all the brewery and all the equipment. There's crates. There's pinball. There's TVs. There's playgroundy stuff. There's an outdoor area. It's DJ booth. It's that's intense. A lot of yeah. fun. It's definitely one to go back to when it's open and it's the kind of place that you could yeah happily spend. Like an entire afternoon or evening there. It's pretty absurd. It, yeah, becoming a bit. Yeah, I'm um, just like gradually going from like a daytime venue into a nighttime venue. It's sort of just the way it's all configured. It could transition quite nicely. It's yeah, they had two food trucks there, like sparrows and taco truck. It's really cool. Given that it's not even officially open, um, not sure what it is they've got to do. Possibly some licensing stuff. I know they're. Wanting to do a takeaway license, want a takeaway license, and they've got sort of the fridges set up, but that's not gone through yet. So, a few bits and pieces. But um, how, how far is the journey from like the main drag? Um, I don't know. Well, I walked from here, so from uh, from from the ale house, it's an hour and a half walk. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> from okay, from it's a forty-five minute walk from Carwin. Okay, that's. That's a bit of a hike. Yeah, I can only know from walking. I mean, if you've been to three, if anyone's been to Three Ravens, it is like two right minutes, there. Two minute walk mm. from Three Ravens. Yep. And also, um, yeah, it's becoming a little thing. I know Three Ravens doesn't normally open on a Saturday, I don't believe. They won't open last Saturday, but if Three Ravens starts opening at the same sort of time, Jamshi, they're opening their new 
winery. Oh, that's right. The winery, yeah. On yeah, the same yeah. street as Moondog. So it's going to be a really cool little, you know, three top quality venues to go to. Nice. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to actually seeing it. I'm, um, the, when, the, you know, I, I follow them on Facebook and you keep seeing all the photos of like, you know, we've painted this giant mural and we've painted this. And you just sort of think, they're just like a, it seems like a load of kids that have just got a load of money and like, we're going to do everything. Um, it's, it's awesome, but a little bit absurd. Yeah. I'm happy about it. Well, I mean, if, this, if these episodes go up when they're supposed to go up, it'll be, yeah, it'll be really, really close to opening. Well, they'll go up around this, but around when they're supposed to go up. Yeah, I mean, there's also the, um, I haven't been there, but we've seen the uh, new place, I forget what it's called, from the Neighbourhood Wine people. Oh, yeah. That is now all the, kind of all the hoarding and plastic and everything's come off. I don't mean the bar looked like it was the bar, like physical bar, not the bar as a venue. Looked like it was pretty much installed and good to go before cool. I went to Africa. Yeah. So that's got to be imminent. I mean, it was meant to open months ago, but it, I think that's going to be another that's one. That's on Ligon, right? Yeah. yeah. That's going to be another one that'll open. Very would be surprised if it's not opening very soon. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of um, drinking holes on Ligon these days. It's, mm. it's pretty awesome, but, um, you know, uh, it it makes you it does make you wonder um what's gonna uh, what what's gonna suffer because of there's so many places on there how are uh, we gonna see one die to keep another one alive possibly I mean there are definitely you, a few places that have shut down on this strip there's there's quite a f- there's quite a few well I mean I don't know how new they are but not not in our bit of Long Street but down the Carlton bit like between say um. Like Elgin, oh, yeah. The and, and yeah, Elgin down to sort of even Elgin to Grattan. Like there's there's quite a few sort of places I'd never seen before. Sort of yeah. Oh, that there. whole yeah. but not even just drink food wise as yeah, well. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. There's actually like it's an area that kind of warrants rediscovering. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, I went to uh, where did I go? Oh, the other night I went to um, the Dan, which I hadn't been to mm. for ages, mm-hmm. and they had. They're still, because I think they're owned by the old bar now or something like that, or at least they're run by the old bar. Oh, Isn't right. that catfish people? Oh, it could be. They don't right. know? No, it's a catfish. You're right, you're yeah. right. Um, and they had like the um, two new Tallboy beers on. They had like a load of interesting stuff on. And it's sort of like, because I was trying to think of um, where, where in terms of craft to go around that Logan area. And I was going to go to Green Man, but then I was like, eh, well... Um, I've I've still got dark memories from um, like the what what it was before it was Green Man. So it's like, well, what what about the Dan? And it was yeah, it was really cool, and it had like a good cross section. Yeah, the Dan's great. Um, with an awesome cross section of like really old people and really young people. No, no, I think I think they've done a good job. Leonardo's another good spot to go to. Leonardo's, yeah, Leonardo's Pizza Palace from the uh, guys around Lennon's House of Love. Where is it? Um, used to be something pizza, pizza by the meter. Oh, before. All right, so I'm that bit of light on no, street, just yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember yeah, down there when I was a kid near the yeah. museum. Yep, nice. But that's um, I've been there a couple times now. Pizzas are amazing. It's open late. Um, wine, wine is more their specialty, but they do have craft beers as well. Mm. And it's a like, yeah, if you, if you like Leonard's, mm. you'll like Leonardo's. Carlton's getting its renaissance. Yeah, definitely. Right. Jeff, what about your travels? Um. One thing I really did was um so did some beer, drank some wine in Spain. That's right. But no, I got to um well I got to Carwin's birthday thing like the day after, so I think they saw quite a bit of their stuff on. Um, I was only there for like four hours. I was 
fucking hammered by the end of it like that all manner of but they had um they had a celestial dawn sort of modern times coffee version of the speedway stout that was super cool mm. oh, that, yeah. number one on the uh number one at the beginning of the end yeah that's right <laughs> the first beer on the beginning of the end so yeah so it was great like i yeah i quite thoroughly enjoyed all the beers they had the ramjet 2019 they had a few other things i think that's where the memory starts to get a bit hazy mm. but i believe beer number five on that caramel something was my uh, favourite. Was that the... Well, there was the Imperial Puffed, which is the... Yes, um, it was the Imperial ooh. Puffed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that is... like the a, caramel, salted caramel Imperial yes, Puffed. that is... That oh, is Imperial Puffed from, is one of my favourites. As in some Tony Rebel. Yeah, it's one of my favourite. Oh, very nice. Stouts, and that was a fantastic variant. Yeah, I don't think I even... Even, Lor- even <laughs> Lauren took a sip, and she said, like, it wasn't terrible. Which, you know, uh, normally, normally it's uh, just, you uh, know, uh, gross uh, face, it's yeasty. So that's uh, a... Uh, are we talking about the same Lauren? Yes. Yeah, so that's in Lauren, in Lauren, on the Lauren scale, <laughs> it's not terrible. It's basically a th- yeah, 3.25, which yeah. is like really high. Like she wouldn't drink it again because beer, mm. but yeah, it's not, you know, zero, which most beers are. Yeah, but yeah, no, that was, I mean, yeah, they clearly had um, an excellent lineup for the day and you know, I was, yeah, a bit sad that I that I missed it. But, um, but yeah, no made it there for the leftovers and that was that was cool. Well, that. and of course, I guess there's, there's a certain joy of going the day after because you know what Cohen is like when it's like super busy. You yeah. Know? You just can't move. Yeah, that's right. That's well, that right. was the, um, so my original plan was to go there mm. on the Saturday, but... Then this you know, Facebook thing popped up saying Moondog World was open. So I was like, oh, no, I know we're going to Carmen tomorrow. Mm. But yeah, it did seem mm. like it was, you know, everyone, probably three quarters of the people listening to this yeah. podcast were there. Well, um, I went there for, while well, you were both away, um, uh, uh, myself and an occasional guest, Ben, um, went to, for their, oh, their, their pastry day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that was, like, the, the beers there were really good. But also it was it was like really packed, like and uh, but you know uh, Carmen I suppose um, because that they had done the they had st- it started at midnight and that was like your bought ticket uh, bought tickets and it was like a hundred bucks a ticket or something so then that went until seven a.m. where that you got just like loads of pastries and loads of beer mm-hmm. and then then you got to um, then they opened it to the public but I mean it's proper. Crazy bullshit sort of stuff. I've never done one of those midnight Carwin. I'd, I'd be asleep on the bar. Things. Did we? Oh, as in like, uh, well, this is the first time they've done it like this before. Like we did, you know, Swansea. That was. Yeah, but that's like a that's breakfast. Yeah. There's breakfast. Yeah, because yeah. we did um no so yeah because we did midnight hour. We did KBS at Foresters. Did we do did we do KBS at Carwin as well? Was that a yeah. midnight launch? I didn't. Know no, I, I mean I remember. Um, no, oh, that no. was um. Oh, you know that was um. Yeah, KBS was Forrester's. That was the first year, and then yeah. the second year was the Everly. Right. Yes, that's that's right. No, no I think maybe we did CBS. At yeah, Carmen. we did. I think we that did. was a more. Yeah, yeah. So I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't yeah. there for that. I was overseas. Yeah. I think. Um. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I remember that one because it was a really warm day. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um. But yeah, Carwin do a good job and. I, I just like the fact that they're getting bolder and stupider with all of their ideas. Hmm. I mean, I was upset that they didn't have Zwanzi this year. Um, or they don't have Zwanzi this year. Do no. When you hear it. When you hear this. But... Um, Who does have it? It's uh, like Bucket Boys, I Bucket think. Bucket Boys and... Um, is it Besk, I think? Or is it Perth? Okay. Right. Which, I mean, I don't like any of those because they're not Melbourne. Yeah, it doesn't um, help you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I will... 
Yeah, twentieth of September. Damn, I pick, I picked the wrong weekend to go back to Perth. <laughs> I'll be at Perth one week earlier. This is this weekend, <laughs> and I will be at Besk on the twenty second of September. Yeah, it's crazy. Which um, I guess for those who don't know, I think most people probably know. New craft beer bar slash bottle shop slash amazing restaurant pubish venue in West Leadville from the guys behind Main Liquor. And um, yeah, both from the beer side of things, I first was made aware of it. That's a place I need to go to, like sort of the one of the best new craft beer venues in Perth. And then just through all the food people I know, they're saying they're going there and the food is like amazing. Like, hence why I'm yeah. doing a lot of family stuff, but I have one dinner and I've allocated it to Besk. Fair enough. <laughs> so I'll def- I'll bring some maybe bring some beers back for our next um next podcast. Very nice. Um, uh, so it makes sense to be a actually to be a venue that's only been open a couple of months and they've already got Zwanzi. Um, it's pretty impressive. Mm. And again, Zwanzi Day is such a fun day. Yeah. So the guy who did um, last week's episode, mm-hmm. the Native series, that mm-hmm. um, further guy, it's like he's doing a. Like dinner at Besk. Oh. So it's yeah, beer and food. Like it's just it's supposed to be amazing. Sweet. I'm sure if you're from Perth and you love craft beer, you've already been. Um, if you haven't been, check it out. Or if you're going there on holiday. So I think we should move on to our first beer. And we are back. And we're on to our first beer for the night, or for the day, or whatever, is, and it is one that, so this is one that was given to us, as you may remember from last season, and if you got to try it, we did a collaboration beer, our first collaboration beer with these guys, uh, Burnley Brewing, and we did our Apple Pie Imperial Stout, um, and then they were kind enough to give us what is their... They're Hellas. Is it Hellas? Is that how you say it? Hells. Hells. No, Hells, Hells, I think. Hells. Well, we were there talking about the... I think we can talk about the next beer. I think it's we should. locked in. Yeah. Anyway, at the end of the episode. Right. So, the Hells is... Uh, it's a traditional German lager uh, brewed to the Reinheitsgebot. Yeah, so just all sorts of words that we don't mm. pronounce. It's fine. Yeah. We'll just... We'll just... We'll just... We'll just run with it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic scenario for an audio medium. Um, but... So this is the, it's, look, I'm going to say right now, it's maybe the clearest lager I've ever seen in my life. Well, like the crispest. Their description on on tap says, with the masses wanting more sessional beers, the fest beers became paler over time. This coincided with lower ABV. Mm. Because, yeah, the original October fest beer was like, it was like a bock or something, wasn't it? It was like dark. Then it became, I mean, I can only speak having been to Oktoberfest. The amount of times you can drink of this and wake up feeling surprisingly not <laughs> terrible. It's, yeah. Maybe it's the lower ABV fest beers. Maybe it's the roast chicken and potatoes. I suspect it's the lower ABV. I'm, I'm, I think if you drink less alcohol, you feel less shit the next day. That's my, like, I think so, from... Uh, I like no, your logic. No, yeah, from, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. From, from a lot of empirical evidence, like, I think I've come to the conclusion... But you drink a lot more of it. Like, it's like... Love our ABV, but you 
I like smashing through leaders, very yeah. upon, leader upon leader, very maybe, fast. Maybe, yeah. I, I still think that you know there is something to be said for like, yeah, if you drink something less <laughs> alcoholic, you you feel less shit the next day. It's it's just uh, it's it's weird. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I, I don't trust it. It's not going to take it off. Um, it's uh, the pretzels. It's definitely the pretzels. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the pretzels. What was it? The chicken the and potato. Chicken and potatoes. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's, that all sounds quite nice. Maybe it's the music. It's, um, it's pro- music. almost only yeah. music. Yeah. And Lederhausen's. Lederhausen's will help it all. Yeah. Um, people, what are our first impressions here? It's cream. Cream. It's clean. <laughs> crisp. It is, it, it is exactly what it should be, which mm-hmm. is exactly what it's trying to be. Yeah. It's, it's, actually, not. it's actually surprisingly pleasant. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a very refreshing... Yeah, we've had this can out here for maybe 10 minutes or something. It's, mm. I don't feel like it's a lager that needs to have been drunk. Super cold. Yeah, super cold. I mean, well, it can't be if you've got a litre of it, right? Exactly. Um, it still has to taste good at the bottom. We're not talking the Heineken principle here. Um, hi, Heineken. Hi, Heineken. Um, let us know when you want to come, when you want us to come by They've your not next done, event. They didn't do a ridiculous event this year or we weren't invited for the past two years. I, f- I feel like we would have heard about it. Yeah, I think they just didn't happen. Yeah. Which is they, they probably realised it was a giant waste of money. <laughs> oh, probably a waste of money. I mean, I don't know what the benefit is for the brand, but God, they're amazing events. Yeah. Oh, it was it was good fun, but like, yeah, it's. Um, I think they probably was really like, oh, mm. what do we get out of this? About nothing. Well, now this means they're yeah. buying craft breweries, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, there could be worse things. That's. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Listen to our uh, interview with Tony mm. from Lagunitas a few years ago. Yeah. He was pretty chilled about the whole thing. Yeah, um, it's um, it's yeah. Anyway, that's that's another topic. Uh, I mean, I was almost uh, the, m- every time I think of um, doing a lager lag beer on this podcast, all I think to myself is the one episode we did where it was nothing but lagers. I'm pretty certain, um, despite like the you know the premise how that we're going to drink seven and then work the blind out, taste blind test, taste yeah. it. I'm pretty certain that's still the lowest downloads we've ever got for an episode. <laughs> um, it's like it, it, it's. I, f- I feel like for the craft beer drinker, the lager is the death now. Well, please, may, maybe we're ahead of our time because, of course, <laughs> now, go on. All the craft beer drinkers are like, oh well, you know, we appreciate a good lager. Mm. Like we're at that phase, right? Back when we did that, that was still where nothing. We're at the lager quaffing phase. You saying like, you know, lagers? Everyone's like, lagers are shit. Lagers are shit. And then now, now the cool thing is to say, well, actually, I appreciate a good lager because it's a great beer. It's nothing you can hide behind, which is true. <laughs> But, um, you know, nobody was saying that a few years ago. No. So I think, you know, maybe we need to repost that episode. I don't know if I want to listen back to it. Um, <laughs> it's already up there. You don't have to listen to it. Good it's point. True. So tell people, here it is. We did this a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> wonder if any of the recipes have changed. Oh, good point. From the beers. Obviously, the um, funny, well, I'd say obviously, but I mean, VB's, they're supposedly going to be changing that again, aren't they? Um. Make it more like crown. Oh, no, well, they, crown it's interesting. So someone posted a thing and it was like VB saying, you know, basically when we tried to change the recipe in ABV a few years ago, we fucked up. So we changed it back, but we actually think we've, you know, nailed it this time. It's like, just don't change VB. Like people that drink VB like VB, like just keep it as what it is, right? It's new Coke all over again. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, what are people saying about this? Uh, not much. There's only 16 people have checked it in. Rude. Uh, Chris I... Not maybe Chris Isaac, I don't know. It's definitely a wicked game. Yeah, that's literally what his comment says. No. Oh, shit. Really? Um, no. Damn it. A crisp multi lager with mild bitters. Hashtag Oktoberfest starts now. 3.5. Mm. 
Uh, Jonathan W came in not expecting much, but this is quite subtle and refreshing. Good balanced sweet multi notes with freshly baked bread up the nose. Three point two five. Maybe the bread up the nose knocked off point two five. Like someone put bread up my nose, be like, yeah. fuck <laughs> off, man. Uh, Chris D at Burnley Brewing, lager two point seven five. Um, I'd like to know more, but hard, yeah, no, it's hard pretty, to with that um, comment. I um, mean, yeah, there's not really much in the way of. Comments or to be honest, scores. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cat W, uh, Burnley Brewing, easy drinking bitter lager. It's not really that. No, three stars. I don't think it's that bitter. Oh, no, actually, no. These, are, these are not the same ones. These are 2018. Oh. I believe Michael was telling us that this is not exactly the same as. Yeah, it was a different, different recipe. Last year's, yeah. So, in that case, um, they're even less, they're probably eight check ins. Five stars, four stars, 3.75, 3.25, nothing, nothing, 2.75, four, 3.5, nothing, 2.75, 3.5. Um, damn it. <laughs> I'm tapped. You've let us down. Um, I uh, I mean, I'll jump in right now and say that um, my comment is that I think this is a... It's a perfect example of the style. And it, um, it, uh, I go with um, Jeff's off the cuff statement. It was like, this is strangely pleasant, um, and it is. It is like mm. I've, I've got like I've got a four pack at home, and I've drank two of them willingly, um, and I wouldn't do that with a lager normally. It's just, it's just well done, and I suppose it reminds me of what lager is, I guess, supposed to taste like if it wasn't if it's not mass, mass manufactured. Yeah. Right. It's it's nice. It's yeah, um, and you know, strangely philosophical. What do you what do you guys think? I mean, it's, a, it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's a three point five. This is kind of you know, look up three point five in the dictionary, and Ooh. there's this beer. It's I would drink it again, and I will because I've three more of them in the fridge. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like it's if you want a Hellas beer, you will drink this. And I think this goes almost to the point where last season I was talking about my trip to Switzerland. Mm. <laughs> Your mystical Swiss beers just appeared out of nowhere. But no, um, obviously there were some great craft. There's, there are a lot of great craft um, brewers in Switzerland. I really would have liked to have spent more time exploring that scene. But for the most part, I wasn't doing beer related things and I was going to places that only had brewers doing traditional German style beers. And it gave me <laughs> almost going back to that point which I raised you know, five minutes ago, ten minutes ago. Um, you forget, you get caught up in this craft world, you forget how good a well-crafted, high-quality ingredient traditional mm-hmm. German beer can be. Mm. And yep. I was really appreciating those beers in Germany. I was like, yeah, like I'm really liking these. I've kind of been avoiding them because I'm in this craft world, but I think I don't like those beers, mm. but actually they're really good and this evokes the same sort of yeah. feelings. It's just, it's tasty. I could easily drink a six-pack of this and it's... Mm. Ref- Refreshing, it's nice. Yep. Yeah, I'll give it three and a half. Yeah. yeah. I think three and a half is entirely sensible. That's where I would have pegged it. Like, yeah, I will drink it again. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, 3.5 for me too. It's it's easy. Um, good work, Burnley. Excuse me. Um, you should be very proud of yourselves. I think we'll be back with one more beer. And we're on to our last beer for this evening and or this episode. And this is the Sludge Beast. 
and it is from Little Bang Brewing Company in Stepney in Adelaide. Or Stepney is actually a suburb. Um, but it is, it is one of those uh, things where I bought this when I was um, visiting there a few weeks ago. And I just want to read the description because it is a 12% Imperial Stout and it has an awesome description to match it. It is back in Phil's shed. Uh, what? Sorry. Back in Phil's shed was where the sludge beast first emerged. All we said was, why not? Why not fill the, uh, fill the mash all the way to the top? Why not use that many specialty grains? Why not dose, uh, dose it with coffee? Cocoa, vanilla, oak, port. Why not? Then we learned why not. Just because we could doesn't mean we should have. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. Um, Sludge Beast followed us to the warehouse and destroyed everything and everyone it touched. It's, it stuck splodges, broke pumps, perplexed pallets, ruined parties, consumed souls, and now, now Sludge Beast has followed us here and it's waiting in this can. What have we done? Oh God, what have we done? That is a description, my friends. That's certainly a description. It, mm. it describes. It describes. And look, at, I like the... Um, I mean, that is, it's literally a sludge beast. Mm. Mm. It's, it's, the artwork, it's very cool. It's very Stranger Things-esque. Yes, that is mm. actually... Yes, it is. So, um, I've already had a can of this over, uh, over there, oh, but... Man. So Matt O'Connor is the artist, if anyone was wondering. What what are our first impressions, people? Um, I'm still drinking the last beer, so um Jesus Christoph. Yeah. Still three point five. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Like it's um Yeah, very dense. Um mm. it's definitely it smells um doesn't actually smell of much. It doesn't, oh, but... Compared to a lot of um, stouts. Definitely tastes of chocolate. You get that. Um, it definitely tastes... Ooh. Yeah, it's chocolate. Mm. It definitely tastes... um chocolate. Punchy. Like, I don't know if I would have guessed 12%, but it definitely tastes up there. Um, yeah, that, I, mm. I like it. That mm. is like... I don't know if this is... I mean, I, I'm saying it's a compliment. I mean, I don't know if the... Uh, um, that's a bit of drinking chocolate yogurt. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I, oh, that's a compliment. Yeah. I like I like myself some chocolate I yogurt. Say that in a very yeah. I, say, I definitely mean that. <laughs> I'm um, down with that. Um, yeah, I just that's a cool idea for a beer. Which <laughs> chocolate we'll, yogurt we'll put it on the list? <laughs> which this beer already is. We just rebrand it. I, I I feel like you couldn't do um, you couldn't do a beer of this sort of like um. I was going to say syrupness, um, but that's not the right word. Density. Yeah. Um, as a Yogo chocolate. I feel like you'd have to do something a little bit lighter. I think you'd do the series, couldn't you? <laughs> the Yogo yes. chocolate, strawberry, gorilla, as the um, sunlight. Banana. <laughs> yeah. Banana for me was always like the hidden, like sort of like, you know, sleeper flavor. Because I was yeah. like, you know, it's like, yeah, chocolate, chocolate Yogo is the classic. Yeah. And, you know, and I was then, the same. Um, I was the same. But yeah. Like, strawberry was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, banana and then banana chalk. That was like that was yeah. just oh, the, the that, that was a goal. Was just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um. brewers, if you're listening, you want to collaborate, you know where to find us. Um, or we'll find you. Um, <laughs> what are people saying about this? What are people? There's a lot of people uh, have checked it in. Michael K. 
So much going on here. A spicy base, thick and full, subtle chalk and vanilla, but a touch too, a touch too, too but T-O much for coffee for my palate. Otherwise awesome, 4.75. Uh, and, you know, like, um, you know, 0.25 out of 5 for your spelling. Lucas G. Um, location not identified. Is it a beer or is it a weapon? Way too, um, spelt too wrong, drinkable for something that comes in at 12%. 4.75. How are there two comments in a row that spell too wrong? This is why I just don't type comments yeah. when I'm, like, drunk, basically. It's like, yeah. it's like I would fuck it up too. Um, Cassidy F. Thick, delicious. Can't believe it took me this long to try it. 4.5 out of 5 and 3 badges. Okay, what are we doing? Uh, Jez at Brown Hill Creek Recreation Park. Whoa, that's (laughs) been a lot of dots. Intense. Thick, rich, sweet. No comments, so it was thick, rich, sweet. Four stars. That's worthy. Um... Wow, there's some people. Russell W. The Gilbert Street Hotel. Not a first-time Beast fan, but this is one of the best brews they've done. Just an all-round amazing Imperial Stout. Five out of five. Mark L. Dangerous Beast. Purchased at the brewery. Four stars. And then his mate Glenn has said, my hangover just came back thinking of the Beast. (laughs) Glenn M. A name and can design have never been so appropriate. Smooth yet not so subtly in your face. All caps, hardcore, wasn't a tag option, but it should be. 4.5. So really, we're calling this beer um, a style of beast? I quite like that. Yeah, people are are liking it. Yeah. Or E. I've had this... If it sucked. I've had this bad boy on the back burner for a bit, but wow. Darkness, not on a school night. Smiley face. Smiley face. 4.5 out of 5. Old, uh, old, old Tony, old T Yates. Heavy is a sign of reliability. If it does not work, you can always hit him with it. Four point five. I don't get the reference. No, no, neither um, do I. I mean, it's a nice bit of wordplay, but this is how I will know if my mate Tony Yates listens to the podcast. Hi, Tony. <laughs> uh, Jack P. A robust and toasty combination of coffee, vanilla, port, and cocoa linger in this deep, creamy concoction, swinging in at twelve percent. Mm. It's definitely a concoction. And it, it is a concoction. There's a lot of concocting. There's definitely went a kitchen a, sink in there. Went to this beer. Um, Tristan, one of the best things to come out of South Australia. It is an app name. Sludgy Bitter Chocolate 4.5. <laughs> All right, uh, just a couple more. Uh, Peter L, fully black, chocolatey aroma, taste of coffee, chocolate, and hint of port, 12, 12 ABV sweetness, but bitter 70 IBU backdrop, medium low mouthfeel, super, 4.25 out of 5. It's a very technical yeah. answer to the question. Yeah. Especially the, like the mouthfeel reference. Mm. Andrew S at Fortet Frisbee Golf Bane. What, 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 sorry, say I that again. That's his house. In a category, disc golf. <laughs> disc golf. Golf. Yeah. There's a Why lot not? of... Um, yeah. There, there are a lot of things that seem like they shouldn't be connected to each other. Well, people that have checked in there include uh, Jan, Rolf, Over the Line, Threat, Yavind. <laughs> um, so this might actually be a, like, someone might have actually sent this to somewhere that's not in Australia, or it might just be a bunch of Scandinavian people that live in South Australia. I don't know. The... Uh, 
<laughs> and then I pressed back one too many times. So um, I can't tell you what he scored it because I've already forgotten. But his comment was along the lines of he really liked it and he's surprised they got the final gravity so low. So he's thinking it should actually be more than 12% given what it is. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think I'd want this any more than 12%. Um, I don't think he's saying he wants it more than 12%. I think he's just saying he's surprised it's not, not more than 12%. Well, I discovered relatively recently that all that stuff is not that precise anyway, like the whole OG Final G hmm. thing. Like it's, yeah... Because when I was, this is the other thing that I was, when I was in Bratislava, I was walking through the, like the, the supermarket and all the beers said like 12 circle on them. And I was like, 12 degrees. Mm. Yeah. But it's because I use Plato to yeah, describe yeah, yeah, everything yeah. over there. And I, was, oh. and I was like super confused. I'm just like, this cannot be. So I, I wasn't like <laughs> fooled enough to like buy one to try it. But then I did, because I had the Google. So I did mm. the research yeah. on the Google. Well, mm. Oh yeah, the, for the, the can from the last beer. Yeah, the exactly, cans. exactly. So they they're all putting it in, in Plato as they do in Europe. Very authentic yeah. label. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, you can't fool me. <laughs> um, yeah. Why would you not use ABV? I mean, come it, on. It seems like. But I guess if the other thing is a thing that everybody uses, then mm. everybody well, there's the Europe thing, right? The E like EBV or EIC or. Oh, really? Oh, no, I'm, oh. I'm not making this up either. I'm right? sure you're not. Like, it's, um, I've got no doubt. I mean, if you are making it up, that's equally impressive, but... Oh, gosh, no, I did not mean DMC beer. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Now I can't spell beer. Um, you, you, you can tell that we've been drinking the 12% beer. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a thing, though. <laughs> um, what do we think about this? I I quite like it. I I probably like it about as much as the beer we had on the previous episode. Mm-hmm. The start of it. Mm-hmm. So I reckon I'm going to give it four point two five as well. That's I think where four, I'm at. I think four point two five as well. Yeah, um, I'm like this. It's, it's, I think I'm still a bit like you know affected by the month of minimal beer only drinking um commercial lagers mm-hmm. that are like everything this is like <laughs> worth this is like worth an eight Every, out of five <laughs> everything tastes more amazing than nothing it should but yeah i mean it's yeah i mean chocolate yogurt there's no better way to describe it i'd like my thick stouts and i like chocolate flavor and it's not where it differs from chocolate yogurt in a good way and it's the fact that it's beer not yogurt but um packed full of booze. it's not it's not um it's not overly sweet though. It's it's very much like a cacao. Mm. It's like mm. an adult chocolate yogurt. Um, I kind of it's one of those things. I'm like, I'm gonna give it four point two five, but I'm like, is is it potentially a four point five? Is there? Whoa, whoa, I mean, if whoa, 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 It's not, but um, it's a four point two five. But I mean, does this get? Yeah, I mean, if this gets barrel aged, mm. or something, it's this has potential to be something even more. I mean, not that four point two five is bad, but it's got the potential to be one of the best stouts in Australia. Well, um, Phil... Still very early days of it, but this, yeah, there's a lot of potential here. Uh, Phil, Ryan at Little Bang, um, let us know if you're going to... I mean, well, hell, I'll track you down and ask you myself. Um, let us know if you're going to barrel age this or if you haven't thought about doing it, we suggest doing it. Maybe not. I mean, I know people have their... 
you know, thoughts on adjuncts and mm. stuff. But think about Omnipolo. Think about, you know, think about, you know, the best beers that you've had from Stouts you've had from Omnipolo. Think of something like Vanilla. Mm. And then you drink this and you're like... This is pretty well this done. This is... Yeah, mm. this could be Australia's kind of, yeah, an Omnipolo. This could become what... What Noah is for Omnipolo, this could become for Little Bay. I think. Uh, it's huge. not there yet, um, but I think it's... Yeah, give, give yeah, it time. Yeah, give yeah. them a bit more... Um, yeah, I've never had an Australian start that in any way evokes memories of what Omnipolo is doing, but this does. Wow. Um, I'm... Yeah, that, that blows me away. I I have nothing. Well I'm I'm you speechless. Have, you have nothing point. to say. No, which is very rare for me. <laughs> it's extremely rare. Um, look. On that note, um, thank you, Little Bang. Thank you, Burnley. Um, you've made great beers. Uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective for this week and for every week. Um, I am Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Catch you next time. With me is Paul Christoph. See you in a few weeks. And we'll see you soon.